0: All right, so since we're down over half the party tonight... Uh, I threw together a great American novel real quick for us to to experiment with tonight. It's a real fun game by a guy named Christopher Gray, who I've had the pleasure to actually speak with and uh, have played the game a couple of times. Um, So we'll give this one a shot. The thing about this particular game is you guys as players have as much creative control pretty much as I do. Um, so you have the opportunity to change the course of the game yourself. Um, now, since there's just three of us tonight, I'm going to actually play as a character as well, uh, just to add a little bit more flavor to the mix. Um, but I will be acting kind of as the storyteller. Uh, but when it comes time for me to do something that maybe the storyteller should be in control of i'm i'm actually going to pass it over to you guys uh to determine the outcome uh for the character um so what we need to do to start off is do a couple of things we have to de- determine our novel's theme Uh, we have to identify our lacunae, which basically is stuff that's off limits. If, if we don't want to, you know, address certain things within the novel, then, you know, we can state that we need to create the setting, discover your conflicts, and then create your characters and understand the relationships between each of the, uh, player characters. Um, so establishing the theme can take a little while. So what I did is basically just kind of rolled, uh, on a chart that he's got in the book, uh, to kind of give us at least a starting point that, that where we can kind of build off of. Okay. And so there are three different themes basically that you combine to kind of create your overall arcing theme for the novel. So what I rolled was the horror of war regret and human ingenuity okay um so those are our three themes all right now is there anything that is off limits for us as far as uh subject matter or anything like that that we don't want to get into um
1: no, uh, no, me, I'm pretty much open to anything. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I'm pretty well, I've, I've given this a lot of thought in other games. I'm pretty well open to wherever stories go.
0: Okay, cool. Uh, and then we need to create our setting. Uh, and this means what time period and the setting in which the novel will take place. So I'll leave that up to a discussion to, uh, to the group. So we know we have the horror of war, regret, and human ingenuity.
1: I'm the type of person, and I don't know how you guys feel about it, I, a lot of times don't like to be restricted by a time period Mm -hmm. because I find myself focusing too much on trying not to create an anachronism than trying to create a story. Um, So I I would pitch to go towards something possible post-apocalyptic future.
3: Okay. oh I think that's we cool.
1: can, i think we could have some fun with that sure yeah i thought but, you were going to on present day but future is cool but I, but i'm open to, on anything else for anybody else so yeah what do you guys think
2: yeah i mean uh I, again i'm it's the same for me it's the same as, as it is with limits i'm pretty well open to, to i, I am i'm amicable on this kind of stuff uh and that actually sounds i mean like a futuristic post-apocalyptic that actually sounds pretty cool and it goes probably pretty well along with the themes that we've rolled so Mm -hmm. uh you know you know not that it should be easy but for the sake of keeping it easy i mean i think that's a good idea okay
0: okay so post-apocalyptic is our setting then i'm good with that yeah okay and where does this take place
2: okay just ever since you pitched this idea i'm talking like your comment on facebook pitch this idea i don't know why but in my head it's been like a western type of setting thing in my you know just in my now not necessarily way back when cowboys and all that mm-hmm. but i i in my head i see this like the Great American Novel.
1: The first thing that came
2: to my head was like desert. You know what I mean? Like it's got
1: okay. new towns in the desert and stuff. So we're thinking like, you know, Arizona, New Mexico, that type. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of so I mean, I'm mm-hmm. I'm good with a New Mexico ish. I'm good right.
3: with yeah, yeah. And so,
0: what would have been the cause of this apocalypse? Um,
1: since one of our themes would be the horror of war, I would think war, um, you know, whether it would be some sort of actual American civil war or some side of world war that has taken effect over the entire world or whether it's just the United States or North America. I'm open
2: I'm open to, you know, the whole world or localized, but Mm. I I going along with the horrors of war, I think it'd be kinda cool if maybe the uh the apocalypse ish part of it uh is maybe the result of biochemical biochemical something, you know, biochemical warfare type thing where it, it was like maybe like a virus that was released but it became you know it it infected a lot more people than was intended type of thing uh you know uh, some sort of attack that was you know preemptively decided on that backfired
0: okay now are there some side effects to this virus um like i would assume that our characters survived for one reason or another whether it's they were immune in some way or the virus is still out there they could potentially still catch it and there's some catalyst for them to actually be subject to this virus sure so
2: this is just where my head goes kind of when you when you pitch that I'm just kind of throwing out what comes to mind but it I I would think that they survived, you know, having potentially been ex- exposed but not infected with the virus, uh, and that there is still a chance of potential infection or exposure, uh, and maybe there are—I uh, I don't know about side effects. That part I'm struggling with. But maybe there, maybe there are enforcers or or you know, baddies, for lack of a better word. But uh, you know, whoever was on the on the team of the folks that unleashed this weapon to begin with, they're now basically. Doing a walkthrough potentially and potentially either looking for survivors or people that that have been infected or, or whatever to to finish the job type of thing. So uh, maybe it's a uh, uh, side effects is what I'm struggling.
3: Um, because I don't yeah. just
2: want zombies. You know what I mean? Like, it's
1: yeah, not, yeah, not
2: yeah. Don't I, agree. I don't want to go there life.
1: either. Um, <laughs> have you guys ever read any jeff Mm Vandevere? uh he did the annihilation trilogy um or the southern southern gothic trilogy is what it's called but annihilation is part of that um and he does all of his books are very post-apocalyptic biological type settings Mm to where but he takes it into really strange realms, um, of, you know, this, yeah, and a lot of, you know, we could go some, something like that to where, um, you know, there's, it's affected some of the animals to where they've become more predatory, um, large, um, and it doesn't really affect humans that much, but it affects the world around them more than it affects the humans.
2: I like that. I like
1: that. Doesn't have to be exactly but... that, but it's, you know, something like that to where, you know, we're not dealing with our own it affecting ourselves and our own mortality.
0: It's the world has become more aggressive towards us trying to kill us. So bear with me. Almost yeah. like a planet of the apes kind of thing. A little
1: bit like that, yeah, but not like, you know, the they're not We could have, you know, it could be an evolved species, you know, maybe, you know, wolves or something like that have become sentient and can fight and hunt better, something like that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's not really quite that direction. It's like, you know, a couple of them, like they've created these huge beasts that just feed off of everything and absorb them and just get larger and larger and larger. And, you know, like... So where they, you know, so hard to, you can't kill them because they're so large,
2: right? And I think that that too does kind of play it plays in with the bio thing that yeah. I was talking about, and then it also too it gives you know, I mean, I think it gives more of a reason to be wary of the environment yeah. as a whole, and it's a good explanation too for even whoever unleashed this, you know, mm-hmm. and, and caused this to happen, yeah. They either did not anticipate this or knew this was going to happen but yeah. didn't care, but they didn't
1: know yeah. how to stop. Yeah yeah you're know, yeah. either new and it there was an accident and it got out yeah
2: yeah yeah and now it's too like now it's you know these things yeah. creatures are all too but, big you know and things, oh, on, no
1: on, uh, honestly you know like in a way since you know like smarter other animals like planet of the apes i think would be fun
2: sure yeah maybe it affects different animals different ways yeah, like, exactly. that could yeah. be cool, you know yeah just based on their based on their genetics mm-hmm.
0: So is what, is the enemy then the animals i think that would be
1: we would have to fight them to survive but i think what we would be trying to do would be trying to we could do that if we wanted just you know make it a story of survival or if we wanted to have you know an end game trying to you know find you know a lab or something
2: or maybe like a uh, maybe there's rumors of like a shangri la type you know garden of eden type place where the shits not happening and, and hasn't been infected mm-hmm. by and we're maybe we're trying to get there type of thing that could yeah. be but yeah i would think the animals are, are a an obstacle to more to survive not mm-hmm. really the solution to the problem you know
3: okay
0: okay so I think that our conflicts, there has to be two to start and these are ever present. Each chapter that we play, uh, you can confront either one of these conflicts or both of them, uh, but you you can only, uh, confront these particular conflicts once per chapter, either one of them once per chapter. Okay. But they will always be running throughout there may be other um, conflicts that arise during play once you overcome that particular conflict then it is taken off of the table and can never be brought back okay um so i think the two main conflicts should be survival and find the cure.
2: Yep, okay. yep, I'm good with that.
0: And so now we need to create the characters. So you have uh, downloaded the uh, character concepts.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And you have uh, the conflicted right fighter. You have the courageous youth. You have the cunning rascal. The Honorable Guardian, the Loyal Lieutenant, the Mysterious Recluse, the Naive Outsider, the Oathsworn Champion, the Regretful Elder, the Inspired Innocent, the Secret Devil, the Trapped Socialite, and I think that's it, yeah. So Frank, I think you had a first and second choice, right?
2: Yeah, I've got a back up just in case Clint picked the same thing, but I had I had initially been drawn to the Regretful Elder.
1: Okay. Okay. Gotcha. And I have I I was drawn to either the mysterious recluse or the secret devil. The okay the secret what? Secret the secret devil. devil. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Which since we've only got two people, I don't think that would probably play out that well. So I will probably go with the uh the uh recluse
3: what's
1: and what's the, the what's adjective? the full title
0: of that yeah
1: yeah, yeah. uh the uh, the mysterious recluse there it is.
0: and freak the elder what's the adjective there regretful the regretful elder And I am going to be the Loyal Lieutenant. So on those sheets, you will see uh, certain things that we're going to have to use to actually complete the characters. So let me pull that back up here. I'm going to go to... A regretful elder here just since you don't have that where you're able to really look at it fully um okay so what you have to do is you have to decide whether he's a broken warrior a confident survivor or a functional introvert and it gives you your instinct personality and morality this is what you would write into uh, each one of those yeah uh, so uh your broken warrior gets an instinct of two personality of zero morality of zero and this is what you use uh with the dice when you roll you add or subtract um, those whenever you roll uh, and you your get a, get a seven or, yeah you want to get okay. a seven or better to be able to uh, succeed
2: okay so it'd be like your your dice roll plus whenever your instinct or morality is right yeah so i had i had written down confident survivor it said
0: okay uh-huh sure yeah that's great all right so the confident survivor is instinct two personality one morality minus one and plant as the mysterious recluse
3: um
1: I'm going to go with antisocial.
0: Okay. So instinct two, personality zero, morality zero. You'll just fill those in. Uh, the next thing we need to look at is motivation. Uh, and that is starting out as your character, you have, uh, at least one motivation and what it is that your particular goal, uh, happens to be in this reality uh and that can be um as easy as where'd i go expressing anger uh, to cheat to earn trust to injure to pay a debt uh, to cover up the truth to find the truth whatever the whatever it may be yeah whatever you feel like your character would be motivated to do in this reality uh and then you will need to share that with the group no
2: okay tell me if this is too vague and I can't do this but Mm -hmm. find inner peace sure
1: um mine I think it is going to be to forget the past.
3: If that will work. Sure.
0: All right, so the next thing that we need to do is- Don't uh, you need
3: to share yours?
0: Oh, I'm sorry, yes. Uh, Mine is to find (laughs) the truth. Um, So the next thing that we need to do is to discover what our relationships are with one another.
1: Um, The way I see, you guys may have heard of me, but you probably have never, at the very least, talked to me very possibly never even seen me. Um, I feel like I live in a very secluded area. I have traps set up around my house to protect myself from the animals. And the only person I would probably have some sort of relationship with would be some sort of
0: um, possibly traveling merchant or
1: something like that.
0: Okay, I like that idea, but. Here's what I would like to do. Okay, that's fine. With my character as a connection to yours is your my long lost uncle that I've only heard stories about. I know basically where you live. I've heard stuff about you um from my father who is now gone. Uh, and that I think that maybe you might have information that might be useful to me in seeking the truth. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and then perhaps with, well, Rick, tell, tell me kind of what you you're thinking here.
2: Um, so my initial thought i was trying to think about how i might be in any way connected to the lieutenant other than um maybe part of what is is regretful about this particular elder's past uh, was maybe uh that in order to in order to survive that he he made some very difficult decisions regarding you know like maybe his his family or people he knew, Uh, and I feel like he has been in in this area, uh, whether it's a secluded area or a town, or I mean, kind of flesh that out, but he's been in the area for a long time, and at a minimum, you know, knows of the recluse and has maybe seen him, but knows well enough not to ask questions and to stay away. Uh, perhaps from hearing other, other rumors or things about people going out near there and getting hurt, uh, by maybe potentially by one of his traps or whatever. And he, as far as the elder is concerned, he, you know, has, has got to this place where he wants to be, you know, he wants to survive, obviously, but he wants to be left alone to stew in his guilt and in that, you know, in that stead has grown a small garden out in this area of, of, succulents and whatnot, spices and everything. And that's the only thing he, he does is go into town to trade those with any, any merchant, uh, and always at a, a way fair price. Like I'm, it's almost like, it's almost like a penance, like I'm attempting to do whatever I can to contribute to anybody around by growing a little bit of food. And it's all I can do with, with everything around. So I know the people in the area. Uh, including the recluse but again probably haven't you know spoke to him, and I know enough to tell other people to stay away
3: okay so how do we know each other so
2: perhaps you, this this uncle, like in your in your mind, have you never seen him, right? Never
0: seen him, yeah, right?
2: Okay, is it possible that you you maybe have visited other relatives in the area and just have never seen him, or have you just never been to this area? Even you think
0: I probably have come here specifically to find him. Uh, so maybe I'm not originally from here, but I know okay. that he lives in this area. Okay okay and and there's nobody else in the area that you might know no
2: okay all right all right okay
0: um
3: okay i think i'm stuck on this lieutenant
2: thing because i'm like what if what if we like you know when all this was breaking out and first happening there obviously would have been i think anyway you know in, I mean,
0: fighting in, oh, you know, potentially. I got it. I got it. I, got, got it. I think I got it. Oh, good. I think I got it. I just okay. saw the light bulb go
2: off. That was really cool.
0: So, <laughs> my dad was a survivalist. He and his brother both were, you know, survivalists. Okay. My dad taught me, you know, everything there was to know about, you know, guns and ammo and all that sort of stuff. He really wanted me to go into the service. I decided not to. uh, You were friends with dad
3: yes and you're
0: you're the one guy that might have a lead on where my uncle happens to be and I am coming there to visit you to try to see if we can track down my uncle
2: like a glove man like a glove that's perfect
0: okay I like that you you and dad served together
2: yes and that's yeah that that is that plays into the regretful elder thing i think you know i think you know how i feel about what i had to do in wartime or you know what i what i maybe wanted to do in wartime and now regret whatever you know that that i think plays in perfectly
0: and what if maybe then adding to the regretful elder then for you (laughs) the reason why you are regretful is because when you were at war yep dad died on your watch and you feel responsible for that oh okay
2: and and you're playing this because this is the only other question i have about this this reality in this Mm -hmm. reality i know your dad but i maybe don't know that he's connected to the old guy in town right like the the recluse that lives way out there with all the traps do i have any idea that that, that, i I would say
0: that you probably suspect that that's your former uh um soldier uh your your former mate right you you believe that that is his brother uh because of the stories that you've heard about him the way that he acts and you know and and so forth that you do believe that you know exactly who that is yeah
2: i like i like that that's actually really good as opposed to just knowing it's the creepy guy in town and warding people off i've got very specific reasons for wanting to do it i I Mm -hmm. like that That's good.
0: Um, there's a couple of other things here on the sheet. We got to look at real quick and that's your personality, uh, which is your key trait, your trait when rising and your trait when falling, uh, you have to pick one of each of those for, uh, for your personality there. So
2: looking over them, when I was looking over the sheets earlier, I landed on my key trait being uneasy. Uh, hence the wanting to find inner peace uh, and then my personality being very self-aware of you know where I'm at in life and the wrongs or the things that have gone wrong that you know that I'm, I'm not feeling so good about and then the uh, fall when falling I think I'm fucking angry just mm-hmm. mad just explosively angry
3: hmm <laughs>
0: I ended up picking, uh, helpful for my key trait when rising martyr and when falling vindictive.
1: Lovely. Um, my key trait is unique. Um, personality when rising is ambitious and when falling obsessive
2: and chris i got your martyr and vindictive what was the other one
1: um
3: uh helpful for key yeah. trade.
2: Yeah. yeah okay got it
1: what was yours again
2: Frank? uh mine are uneasy for the key trait rising as uh, self-aware and falling is explosive anchor
0: so you will basically just use that as uh kind of a motivation for how your character reacts to certain situations. Okay. Gotcha. Your blue your literal blueprint for
2: blueprint for this is what my character would do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got it.
0: And then if you look at occupation, who are you loyal to, reason for your loyalty, what sways your loyalty, and you're driven by right underneath that under backstory. Uh, Mm -hmm. you just pick one of those, you can circle it, uh, just to, again, remind you, you know, how to, how to play the character and you don't have to share those. Okay. Okay, So this is basically how the game works. We all start off, uh, in an arc and we are flat, so you don't have a plus or a minus at all. Okay. Um, as we go through the game, you can roll, uh, a flat move at any time Uh, so that would be satiate navigate others or rally at any time that you feel like you when you're confronting a conflict Uh, you can always roll flat you can choose at the beginning whatever whichever way you're going when you decide you're either falling or rising you can either choose a falling move or a rising move. your falling moves mean to lash out Enforce your will or to condemn. Rising moves are protect yourself, befriend, or make a moral stand. Once you are on that path, you may only roll either a flat move or something on either the rising or falling path that you have chosen. So if you're falling, you can only do falling and flat moves. If you're rising, you can only do rising and flat moves. The only time that you may switch is by spending a plot point, and I'll get to that in a second, by changing your arc. So if something happens to basically force you into making a decision that is going to cause you to fall, then you spend a plot point and then you switch your arc to falling or if you're falling and you want to rise to an occasion and uh and kind of become the hero again then you can spend a plot point to begin to rise okay Okay. once you reach either a minus five on falling or a plus five on rising then you can no longer ever switch arcs, and you are stuck on that path and you will either uh decide to continue to play at that point or if narratively it fits you can choose to basically close out your character in some way whether that's achieving his goal in some manner or uh completely failing in that goal uh dying or what have you then you can choose to do that if you choose to do that then you become a co-narrator for the story uh at that point (laughs) point. Uh, and you determine the outcome, uh, you get, I think, five extra plot points that you can then begin to manipulate the story uh, the way that you want to. Now, plot points. Um, you each have a plot point to start, uh, and you get one plot point per chapter. Um, you can earn a plot point at the beginning of the chapter. You can accept a conflict from the novelist so that uh, the novel character can make a move and this character player receives one plot point in return um when a character resolves a conflict you receive one plot point in return spending plot points you can switch your novel character's arc to make a move which i've already discussed you can create a conflict so that you can make a move or you can take narrative control and introduce a new story element or an npc okay okay um and i think that basically covers the rules as far as like rolling anytime you roll a result of seven plus is a success and the conflict is resolved and is removed from the table except for setting conflicts which are always present the character gets a plot point for resolving the conflict. If rolling against another novel character, that novel character gets a plus one arc for conceding. So let's say that Frick, you roll against Clint. Clint, uh, And if Clint says, all right, I concede to that, then uh, Heat Clint will get a plot point for that. A character player receives plus one arc for rising and flat moves, or minus one arc for falling moves. The uh, the novelist narrates the outcome for a result of seven plus, so I get to narrate the outcome of that. Uh, If the move and narrative represents a chapter move, the novel moves into the next chapter. If you get a result of 10 or more, you apply all those same results, and the character player then narrates the outcome and has full narrative control with the ability to control the setting and setting characters. So you become the novelist at that point. You right. you determine exactly what happens. The only thing you can't do is control another novel character, another player character. Yep. Okay. If you roll a six or below, the conflict is not resolved and it's still in play. The character or player receives a minus one arc. If rolling against a novel character, that novel character gets a plus one arc for not conceding. And the novelist narrates the outcome and has full narrative control. Okay. Makes sense. All right. Makes sense. So I guess we should probably start to play this game. Give it a shot. See what happens. Oh, we need names real quick. Uh, oh. let, let's let's do names. Um, am oh out here?
2: Okay, I I'm gonna say the first thing that popped into my head was okay. His name is Rutherford. Uh, people, anybody who knows him knows he just goes by Ford. Thorg? Ford? Ford. F o r d. Rutherford. Oh, okay. like Rutherford. Right. Rutherford B. Hayes. Or but yeah, Ford.
0: Can you change your uh, name on uh, Zoom for me?
2: Oh, yeah. I think so.
3: Uh, I might be able to. What about you, Clint? um
1: john
0: what's his last name
1: what's your last name
0: (laughs) i was (laughs) gonna go i was gonna go with marshall
1: that works for me but nobody everybody just knows me as john
0: all right okay so here we are in our in our new setting uh of our great american novel there was a war well not maybe not even a war, but something happened to cause the apocalypse uh, and what has happened is a certain pathogen has gotten out within the canine community and has affected all dogs, wolves, coyotes, any, any of the, uh, of of the canines, uh, that exist. And they have all gone feral, rabid and aggressive. Um, and this has caused countless deaths, uh, across the United States. Uh, to the point where people have basically kind of been driven back to survivalist, uh, times, um, there are so many pets out there. Number one that turned feral, the smaller ones certainly are easily dispatched, but the larger ones much more difficult to, uh, uh, to put down but they have now gained a pack mentality with their canine brethren of of all types. So it is not uncommon to see a wolf pack that has now brought in pit bulls and great Danes and Rottweilers into their mix. Um, even though these, Animals are rabid. Their intelligence level has increased. Uh, so they now as a pack can sometimes outmaneuver small groups of humans. Um, most humans now try to, um, gather in larger groups, uh, in closed areas, uh, to defend themselves from any roving packs that happen to be out in the wild, uh, or in the urban areas, um, and have basically hold themselves up for the most part inside. Generally, if they go outside, they go out in large groups in most cases. Um, only the incredibly brave or the incredibly stupid go out alone um one of those incredibly brave or incredibly stupid individuals is sean marshall uh who has caught wind that in albuquerque new mexico at the cdc location He has uncovered information that the outbreak, this was where patient zero, uh, was located. Um, and he had family that lived in Albuquerque, most all of which, uh, fell to the first wave of these canines that came through and started calling the human population. Um, but he knows somewhere out there, most likely the uncle that he never met, the recluse that trained his father, uh, in the arts of survival is somewhere out there in Albuquerque nearby out in the wild and it's his mission to try to track him down because if anybody is going to be able to get him inside that facility, which is now being guarded by the U S military, it's probably going to be his uncle John. So tell me what you guys are doing in this first chapter.
1: Well, I have a compound outside of Albuquerque. Maybe about 10 miles out, I'd say. Um, It is self-sufficient. It was my home originally. um, But I have beefed up the I guess defenses around it. Um, it was like an estate type thing that had a wall around it um, to start off with. I have uh, dug a trench, basically a moat, all the way around it and you only get into it through a drawbridge. Um, it has a solar array that allows me to sustain myself and a well um, has been dug originally for water. So. Um, I can grow my own food. I can, you know, still have electricity, heat, whatever I need to survive out of this, um, basically I have been trying to figure out how to, I know that something Happen to cause this at that military base? Or at least that's what I think. So I have plans laid out all around my house, trying to figure out how to get into this base. Um, trying to, you know, it got the wall with the pins and the strings <laughs> and all of that big conspiracy theorist type of shit going on, and that is the only thing I have been doing since this all started
0: okay what about Ford
2: so uh, Ford is uh, at a little home that is not quite as secluded on the outskirts of of Albuquerque but you know uh, there's the gas station it's on the way out of town and that's it for a long time that's maybe the only thing I live near uh, but at this point uh, you know he's he, he's working in the he, he's working in the garden and if you think about that, what's that old saying it's better to be a um, gardener or a warrior in the garden than a gardener in the war mm-hmm. uh, you know he, he heard that from his the guy who became his best friend while he was in service uh, and uh, you know he really he really took that to heart because he felt like a gardener the whole time he was fighting uh, but now he's 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 back. His his family's gone. Uh, you know, all, all but one of them uh, fell to the pathogen, and the the uh, you know the kid that the kid that I had that survived uh, fell to you know a pack of a pack of wolves out harvesting. You know, so and I it was uh, my decision to send them out. That's just more shit that I that I live with that weighs on me very heavily, and on this particular day. Uh, uh, it's feeling real gloomy up in here and I'm, I'm just out in the garden and I'm harness, uh, plans to go to town here, here later and, and take some, you know, some of the spices to, uh, to some of the folks I know in town. But, uh, right now I'm just trying to, to lose myself in the garden.
0: All right. So what is it that you, you just kind of grow food and stuff like that and-
2: whatever whatever will grow in this dry environment it's you know little succulent little things that can be t- kept in potted you know like uh styrofoam potted plants like those mm-hmm. little science tricks you know but yeah little succulents spices here and there probably has some um, oh not lavender what's the other one uh starts with an s and i'm blanking on it but uh you know we really just got a, an array of different spices and and some uh potatoes potentially a little tomato plants kept down in the basement of the house probably uh he's got a little setup down there with you know like they have the hanging lights so you can do like an indoor greenhouse he's got like a really basic setup of one of those and it's not much but he he grows what he can eats as little as he can to feed himself and then takes other food to folks in town and it's it you know ain't much but it's a penance it's a penance for him
0: Okay. So you probably have a ham radio, uh, in order to communicate with the folks that are in town. Yep. And, um, there is a group of individuals that you've done some trading with, um, that are based out of the local, one of the local high schools there in Albuquerque. Uh, and they basically have just walled up, you know, the, the school, uh, and are keeping the wildlife out, uh, as much as possible. Um, and you get uh, a notification, you know, from the ham radio, if someone's trying to contact you.
2: Okay. Uh, so yeah, I'll, you know, I'm outside. I've got that thing probably sitting just on the stoop or right inside the door where I can hear it. And I will go over there and kind of, kind of pick it up, check
0: in Ford. Ford, it's, uh, Bill Foster, uh, the principal at the high school. We're, um, we're running a little bit low on supplies at the moment. Uh, and could really use, uh, some of your goods, uh, if you could make the trek.
2: Doing everything I can, Bill, had a uh, pack come through and take out a little section of garden here recently. Uh, so I lost some, uh, some of the stuff I was going to bring, but I've got some stuff, uh, I'll
0: see you in an hour. You're awesome. We, uh, we appreciate the help. What, uh, what can we give you in return? As always, nothing stay alive. Uh, if you, if
2: anybody has found extra ammo, I, I'm probably running a little low, just firing shots to keep, keep these things at bay, but it's not necessary. I'll, I'll bring you what I have. I expect nothing in return.
0: I'm, I'm sure we can come up with a couple of boxes. Um, what, what do you need? Uh,
2: I've got. I've got the rifle and a couple of the the handguns. The handguns are in case of emergency stopping power. The rifle is what I use the most. So, um, you know, if you've got the the bullets to spare for that, uh, you know, that's, that's what I'm running
0: We've been trying to stockpile as much rifle ammo as we can. Um, because we've got people perched up on the roof, uh, just kind of popping these things off from a distance as much as possible to try to you know keep them away from the from the walls um so i think we can probably spare a couple of boxes
2: great bill hey i appreciate that uh again not necessary but i do appreciate it uh, i'll bring about something extra for you too
0: well f- for us it is necessary that we do some sort of trade with you because you're keeping our people fit so we appreciate the work that you're doing out there <laughs>
2: I probably appreciate the, uh, the 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 boost in ego. I suppose I would hardly call what I do keeping the whole group fed, but if it's helping, it's helping. I'll,
0: I'll see you here in a little bit. All right. Okay. So, what do you what do you do to prepare to to, to go? So, uh,
2: you know, I've got I've got some, you know, just like rucksack style things that I, I've made up that I can keep some of the different uh, foods and, and different supplies in that I might need. Um, the one pistol that I do have that's loaded, I, I've got you know I've got it, I'm checking it, it's loaded, everything's click-locked, ready to rock uh, and then I'm headed to a small shed that's next to my house it's got like a little ramp that goes up to it and I've got my key and I'm locking the shed and what's in the shed is uh, a a, a, it's gasoline powered, so I have to be very conservative with it. But it's it's like a man a man made think go kart, but really tricked out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and it's uh it's it's a way for me to get to and from town quickly without having to walk. Um, I'm not riding a bicycle or, or anything like that. But this little thing is like a throom, throom, started up, and I can get up 30 miles an hour in this thing, and it keeps you know keeps me on track to the town and keeps everything else at bay allows me to somewhat outrun anything that would otherwise want to mess with me if I was just walking. So I'm prepping it, checking it, making sure it's good to go. Everything's where it needs to be. Grabbing my helmet strapping on. (laughs) Hmm. And, uh, we're probably, other than locking up here, you know, one last look at the garden and everything, we're set.
0: Okay. Um, once you get out on the road, um... You said you're how, about how far out?
2: I mean, probably probably no more than five or six miles. Uh, it's probably a halfway point between you know, what what most people would call the outskirts. It's a little past that, but not nearly quite as far as, as where I know the recluse to be.
0: Gotcha. All right. So you get about two and a half miles out, about halfway there. Okay. And down the road... Uh, You see a younger guy um, just at a glance from the distance, you would guess him to be probably in about his maybe mid-20s, perhaps early 30s, uh, that is hoofing it uh, down the road, like that gas station that you were talking about. Yeah. He is heading towards that gas station and hot on his heels. Is a pack oh, okay
2: all right so how, when we say hot on his heels how hot <laughs> how he, give me a, an eyeballs distance here
0: he's got uh he's got a shotgun in his hand uh and he is running at pretty much a full clip and yep. occasionally turning and spinning and just firing uh as he goes But he's he's sprinting, and these things are probably maybe fifteen feet behind him. Okay. Uh, And and there's probably seven in this pack, mostly wolves, but uh, you spot a German Shepherd and a Rottweiler in the mix as well. Okay. So I'm still
2: I'm still gunning gunning the go kart when I noticed this. And I reach down, feeling for my pistol. And poor guy's probably gonna think I'm aiming right at him. But I'm, I'm driving, but I've got one hand like this. And I'm, I'm, you know, I unload like two or three, and I'm intentionally aiming to like the left of the guy, but toward the pack. And as I get up there, I just kind of whip the car, and I'm like, "Hop on the back now!"
0: All right, so. Um this sounds to me like it's uh, maybe make a moral stand. Okay. Uh so that would be a rising move if okay. you choose to go that route. Now, a falling move if you are going that way, it would be condemn um or actually no lash out when you wish to resolve a conflict using violence. Sure.
2: Uh, I'm gonna do the the rising. There there will be time for lashing out later. Right now, it's like this guy needs help and hop on. Let's get out of here, dude. You know, so okay. I'll do the uh, the moral stand.
0: All right. So you're going to roll um, instinct and then add or subtract whatever you have there. All right. And
2: Okay, plus one for Mm -hmm. rise. Alright, and I got a nine. Four and a four plus one, so nine.
0: Okay, so that means that uh, you do succeed, um, but it wasn't high enough for you to narrate the outcome, so that falls to me. Okay. Um, You will get... Uh let's see right. plus one uh, plus one arc. So you basically pull up on these things. You start firing wildly, uh, and you're able to clip uh, two of the uh, of the dogs. Okay. Uh, one wolf, one dog. Uh, and as you're coming by, you're holding out your hand for this guy to to get on with you, right? Yep. Yep. Uh,
2: Just he, toss him on back. He can stand and hold on.
0: He spots you, grabs hold of your hand, whips himself up onto the, onto the cart. Uh, and, and you've got him. Uh, and he says, listen, I've got something really important in that, uh, gas station back there. If you can get me over there, I can run in and grab it really quick. It's going to help us both out. Thanks for the assist, but I got to get back in there. It's just too heavy for me to just tote around. You're crazy, kid. You see that pack? We got
2: all of three seconds to get out of here.
0: Yeah, I know, but we can clear that pack if I can get at it. <sighs> okay,
2: and then at this, at this point, he uh, forged just like, fuck! And he just guns it and heads toward the gas station. Not even sure why he's doing it, but he's just going to go with it. Okay. clearly upset about it,
0: though. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Why
2: am I doing this? <laughs>
0: uh so you race over there uh and at this point um you rolled uh basically against survival uh Mm -hmm. at this point so that one uh has been resolved at least for this particular arc uh however we do still have the pack to deal with uh so i am going to ask for a plot point here okay and uh since clint is not with us right now i'm going to have clint tell me how this resolves my my goal is to get inside uh the uh gas station (laughs) retrieve what it is that i'm looking for which just so happens to be a (laughs) flamethrower uh and Basically, I want to confront this pack.
1: (laughs) Gotcha. So how far, um, I think as you are, as you are pulling up to the gas station, you just lean down and yell at Ford, slow, just slow down enough. So that I can get in. You've been in the gas station before, right? Yeah,
4: mm-hmm. gotcha.
1: Just slow down enough, and then circle back around. In a couple minutes, in a minute. So you slow, you pull up, you pull down to the gas station, right in front of the door. And as you get to the front door, you you know you slow down enough, and Sean jumps off, and does a roll, jumps up, and goes through the door closes it behind him and then you pull cool up the pack is clawing at the door because they know that you are in there and they know that they can't get to ford in the go-kart car so that gives you time as you've got the door locked barricaded behind you you get the
0: fire all right give the torch Slide. ready I'll need to roll for this to see whether or not this is going to work. I hope it does. Alright, so I got nine and let's see here. Minus one, so that is a oh wait, is that right? It's protect myself. So yeah, that would be a minus one, but I get a plus one when rising, but I'm not rising yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that gives me a eight. So I do succeed. Gotcha. But, but you get to narrate the mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Okay.
1: Gotcha. So, you get the flamethrower ready. And as you get the hack, you know, the, the fuel pack on your back, you light it with a lighter from your pockets. You get the you know, the little flame pilot light ready and you're looking around, waiting for him to come back, waiting for him to come back. And you can hear him coming, you can hear him coming. And as he dry and he just drives as close as he can to the dogs to try to pull them away distract them and he does that enough so that they turn and they start to chase him and as you do that you kick open the door and they they hear you and they turn around and you just look at them and go bring it on fellas (laughs) and you just start you get away from the gas station because you don't want to set the pumps on fire, so you stand in front of the pumps so that they get you're between the pumps that the gas station the dogs are bet- you're in between the dogs and the gas station, and you just start to torch them, and you're going to have roasted dog tonight for dinner.. <laughs> and uh, and you, Ford, are just slowly circling, watching this fall out in a little bit of awe, going, why haven't I ever thought of that before?
0: <laughs> All right. So we got a bunch of toasted dogs laying about mm-hmm. and, uh, I kind of wave you over Ford and say, listen, man, thanks for the save. I wasn't sure I was going to make it. This thing's really fucking heavy. I really should take it with me, but I just can't tote it around everywhere. Uh, Name's Sean, by the way.
2: Friend, they call me Ford, but you don't need to know that because you need to hightail it out of here.
0: Um, I do, but can I ask you a question?
2: Make it quick.
0: Listen, I think that I know where this all started years ago.
2: World.
0: The the rabid dogs. You,
2: who are you, friend?
0: Sorry, Sean Marshall. Uh, okay, my what dad. Is it you know? My dad was military. He he worked uh, with the CDC at one point, uh, and I have heard rumors, uh, from other folks, guys that he worked with, that the CDC here in town was where it all started. And if you're from here, you know that the military has locked this place down, right? You've seen it
2: in that way for a while now
0: somebody inside there knows something and possibly has the key to putting an end to all of this and I don't know why it hasn't happened yet but I need to get to the bottom of it I need to find out why we're still living like this when somebody could potentially put the kibosh on this I've got somebody that I'm pretty sure Lives here locally, that might know just as much as my dad, maybe even more. And it's my uncle. His name's John Marshall. He, uh, you may not know him, but you may know of him. He's uh, a survivalist type, guy that lives out on his own. Uh, I'm not sure where, but I've heard that he lives somewhere close by. Uh, if I know the stories from my dad well enough, he set up a compound of some sort and he stays off by himself and probably is not very welcoming of trespassers. you heard of anybody like this?
2: What did you say your last name was? Marshall. And that would make your daddy
0: Steve.
3: Yeah, yeah, boy. I uh
2: I know of your Uncle John. Uh I know that he is one that does not like to be trifled with. Uh and I know that he hasn't taken visitors in many years. Now I don't know where you heard the name Marshall, or if you are who you say you are. I have many questions about how you know all of this. But the only thing that matters right now is living. And the longer we stand here talking, the more chances that there's going to be another angrier pack coming through the- coming down the road any minute. So, You bring your little flamethrower and hop on the back. I've got to get to town. And maybe I can put us in touch with some people who might know a little bit more about what you're talking about. But then you get on your merry little way. Sound good?
0: Do you know where his compound is?
2: (laughs) Well, anybody who's been around here long enough knows where traps are out in the desert. Uh, Don't know exactly where he's located out there but it's it's dangerous he set himself up pretty good and ain't nobody seen him and i don't know how so he might not even be out there anyway but yeah i know where the fences and the traps and everything else that that your uncle has laid about is hidden people don't go out there unless they want to get hurt
0: look all i'm asking if you can help me, is for you to get me to that compound. Listen, you do this for me, the flame is yours. Because once I get to that compound, I probably won't need the flamethrower anymore. John's probably got him stacked to the gills. Yeah. You think he's got some, some
2: flamethrowers in there?
0: if not flamethrower something else that'll do just as much damage
2: well I offered to take you away from here and away from him and all the danger out in this desert and offered to take you to town and you insist on going out there well if it gets you off of my nerves and gets me a flamethrower then let's go
0: it's a deal alright so at this point you and Sean make your way into town uh, with no further incident other than uh, another roving pack that happens to kind of be circling the school Uh, but the snipers up on the roof make short work of the group of dogs that are on the outside so you're able to get in uh, without being accosted Uh, make the trade they've got uh, three boxes of rifle ammunition for you Uh, and you're free to go if you want or if there's something you want to discuss here we can do that
2: Uh, I'll say to kind of after we've dropped everything off and everything I'll say to Sean now This is your last chance. We can go talk to my friend Bill or some other folks here and see about, I don't know, putting you in touch with someone that can help you with the CDC, I guess. Maybe there are answers out there, but you gotta understand, most of us are just trying to survive. Are you sure you wanna go out there? I gotta know. Well, off we go traded off all the, dropped off all the food and got the boxes of ammo. There's nothing else I need to do other than to get get this fellow where he needs to be so I can be done with it.
0: Alright. Uh, so we make the trek out to where the compound is. You said that you knew where all the traps were. Um,
2: I, know, uh, I know rumors and I
0: know where people have said they've gotten hurt. Um... John what tell me a little bit more about the compound
1: um the compound is kind of sits out by itself so that there's no natural barriers around it so that I can see people coming from all areas like I said there is a uh moat pretty much around it a dry moat that has uh um, you know wood spikes and stuff like that in it so if anything jumps in it they're probably going to pale themselves the only way into the compound is a um, drawbridge um that is up there are posts telephone poles in, you know, in various places around the area um with speakers on them and they are loudly at as you guys would pull up the plane ride of the Valkyries
3: (laughs) extremely (laughs) loudly
1: distractingly loud um and you'll see you know some traps that have been sprung that have dead carcasses of you know dogs wolves whatever that have tried to get into it um and you really you know there is a road that leads into it um and you would probably know ford that the road is the safest way to go in um that the road itself is not booby-trapped but everything off to the sides is um and the compound just you know probably 12 foot stucco walls with barbed wire on the top of it um and you know the compound itself probably you know i'd say probably at least three acres on the inside of the walls it's large. If he did not originally live there, whoever lived there originally, um, you don't know exactly what happened
0: to them, but he has it now. Okay. (laughs) Um, As we're driving, Sean addresses you, Ford. He says, hey, I couldn't help but notice that when I said my name there was a certain recognition there and you seemed pretty quick to know who my uncle John was are you telling me everything have you actually met John
2: I can honestly say I have never met your uncle but I did know your dad what? We serve. Uh, yeah, I know. Small world, right? Uh, we we serve together in, in the war. Uh, now that's that's all I'm comfortable telling you. But uh, I know a little bit about your uncle from everything your dad told me. So I've known for a long time, ever since I've been out here, not to mess with gun
0: Wait a minute. What's your last name? Masters. Holy shit. (laughs) No, Dad spoke extremely
2: highly of you. Did he not?
0: Yeah, he did.
2: Hmm. Interesting.
0: Said that you always had his back out in the field. Well, as much as I could. He always had mine. I mean... So much so that he called you his brother.
2: You were brothers of a sort. You served with a man. He's your brother. Listen, I I don't mean to cry into your family. But some of the things that your dad told me about your uncle. uh, You know, even if he's out here, he might not be all here. You know this?
0: No, I, I know.
2: And you know if he is out here, there's a reason that he has survived as long as he has.
0: Oh, I know that.
2: People around here think he's a cold-blooded killer. All the best. I don't know, but I know what your daddy told me, and I i know the man can survive. I don't think he's a killer, but... The more people that leave him alone, the better. What is it you think he can give you?
0: I'm hoping information, at least. And maybe he might be able to get me in. Get you into the building? Yeah. The
2: heavenly guarded building? That's that's guarded all the time by, by the soldiers that brought this war upon us. You think he might be able to get you in there?
0: If anybody could do it, my dad could. But dad's not with us anymore. So he's the next best thing.
2: You know, I... I did have your daddy's back on more than one occasion. He had mine. I don't want any part of what you're intending to do, but I would at least like to pay my respects to John, never having met him, so, if you're okay with company, I'll go with you on this. Frankly, asinine, yearn.
0: As long as you can get me to John. I'm happy.
2: See what we can do. Start to roll forward the rest of the way up the, up the road real slow. I hate like, kind of eyes peeled. you know.
0: All right. So you hear right of the Valkyries in the distance and it is blasting. The closer <laughs> you get, the more loud it gets, uh, to, to the point of being disturbing uh, at the volume that it's playing. Uh, John, do, how far out are you able to scope? Oh, I know you're coming
1: <laughs> if that's what you're getting at.
0: Yeah. How do you know?
1: Um, I would, I have like a, uh, if you come up the road there, uh, there is a trigger under the road. That is, if anybody crosses it, sends off an alarm inside the house. All right. So the alarm goes off. Mm -hmm. What do you do? I go to my sentry post. Okay. Um, which is... I go through a tunnel underneath the moat and I come out at a little place right outside. It's underground. It's just a little slit in the grounds I have my rifle with me, a long range sniper. And then I also have a couple handguns with me. Um, and there is a little spot off to probably maybe about a hundred feet away from the road that I can, it's an underground little cavern. I can see what's going on as people come up to the front. And from there, I have complete control of everything. You know, I can turn the music off. I can turn the music on. I have an intercom system that I can speak over the speakers, and I can lower the gate
0: from that point as well. Okay. All right, so you see, tearing down the road, this uh, tricked out golf or uh, (laughs) go-kart. Uh, it's got two, uh, a driver and a, and a passenger on it, older guy. Uh, and to your age, a younger kid seems to be, you know, maybe in his mid twenties.
1: Um, how far out have you been out of town Ford?
2: Uh, I have probably been as far as out as I could hear Rider the Valkyries and probably turned around at that point, you know what I mean? I've probably been, you know, wandered out that far before, past that. (laughs) Because
1: if you had, yeah, if you'd gone somewhere close, I probably would, I probably had seen you before. Okay. I would think. So
2: it's possible yeah it's possible The mm-hmm. couple times I've had them wander out that far for whatever reason mm-hmm. but I'd say Valkyries probably kept served its purpose to get people away <laughs> yeah
0: now are you going to allow these two outsiders to get to your gate
2: oh yeah 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 okay as as we're approaching the gate and, and rather slowly I kind of stop the, the cart and I'm like listen we can hear this we can see this let's let's get out and do our best to make it known that we are not here for bad intentions you know and I start to he starts to get out of the car and he's starting to raise his hands up as he walks toward the thing he like turns around and look, and looks at uh, uh, oh my God. I just playing. I'm hearing Marshall, Sean, Sean. Sean. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was going to say, I have Marshall stuck in my head. Um, he turns and he looks at Sean and he's like, come on now, we get your
0: hands up. Let's go. All right. I put him up. I take the, uh, off my back, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> leave it in the cart. Uh, yeah. but I, uh, and the shotgun as well, I place in the cart. Now I've got two pistols that are hidden <laughs> elsewhere.
2: And I'm open carrying the one that's been on my head that I had, you know, shooting out am yeah. open carrying it, but that's all I've got on me other than me. my hands. Okay. So right. Kind of walking up to the gate and looking around, looking for anything a like doorbell, something anything.
0: Are there cameras around. out here or no? <laughs> None that you can see. Okay. Okay.
1: Um, um Go ahead. Yeah. Um, as how far away from are you from the gate? Mm,
3: probably
1: twenty feet. Because exactly. What I was going to say. That's incredible.
0: Gotcha. <laughs> are, you, are you just standing there? Uh, no, yeah. slowly approaching. Okay. I, I, if Real if slow, he's standing, like... <laughs> I walk past him, and I, and okay, I about
3: continue.
1: yeah. Okay, about five feet in front of you. Mm-hmm. Um, a bullet hits the ground in front of you. Okay. We, okay.
0: Enough. Go ahead.
1: I
2: was gonna say, I'll reach out and like grab him by the shirt and like, pull yeah. back and, like, get down, get down,
0: get down. Pulling
2: pull backwards leaving the hands up and kind of covering up.
0: We mean no then, harm. Right. John, then, uh, John Marshall. Just start waving. Please don't
2: shoot. We're not, we don't want no trouble.
0: Another shot about five
1: feet in front of you. John, no harm. Those were over the music stops. Those were your warning shots.
0: Get the hell out of here. Music starts up again. John, my name is Sean, Sean Marshall. I'm your nephew. I know you've heard about me.
1: I don't know what you're talking about. Get out of here.
2: while that's been going on, I've been slowly backing up to the go-kart, and I'm starting to get in it. I'm like, come on. He wants to be let alone. Let's go.
0: John, I know you know something about the cure. It started here, and you know it. We can stop this. Music stops. Who
1: are you, again?
0: It's your nephew, Sean.
1: I don't have a nephew.
0: You have a bro. You had a brother, Steve. It's my dad. That's a name I haven't
1: heard in ages. He's been dead forever. As soon as he joined the military, he was a dead man.
0: You were the guy that trained him. Didn't train him to join the fucking military. Trained him
1: to take care of himself. Answer to himself, not answer to other people.
0: You got a bone to pick with the military? So do I. Cause they're, they're the, the ones Some military that... brat yourself. No, I'm not. That's what dad wanted from me. And I chose not to go that route. I'm more like you than you realize. All I Excuse want to do is talk. You. Just go away. Go away. I want to hear anything from you. Go away. All right. So. I think you're a conflict. (laughs) (laughs) I think I am too. (laughs) Um, I, I'm going to roll against find the cure because I really firmly believe that you are my key to getting in gotcha whoa where'd my dice go come back. <laughs> you rolled too hard all right so i uh, i'm rising so that is going to be a rising roll and i want to make a moral stand which gives me a plus two and I got a 7, <laughs> which just barely cleared it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I'm rolling against you. Okay. Uh, if you choose to concede, that gives you a uh, plus 1 arc. Okay. And if I don't choose to concede... Uh, You get
1: nothing.
3: (laughs) You lose. Good day,
1: sir. I got to stay true to my character. Um, He is not going to concede. Okay. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: You want to talk? That's all I want to do. Drop all your guns, put them next to that post that, that speaker's on right there next to you.
0: I'd reach in, take the two guns, put them on the post. Your friend too. Tell him to get over
1: there, put his guns there too. Uh, now, Mr.
2: Ford, or uh, sorry, Mr. <laughs> That's me, Mr. Uh, Mr. Marshall, um, my guns stay with my property. Uh, you see this on my hip. I'll be leaving it here on the car, right here. Down.
1: You just get over with your buddy then.
2: Okay, I'll walk. I'll walk over there. I still got the hands up though. I don't know about all this.
1: Okay. As soon as you guys get off the road onto the sand over next to that post, mm-hmm. Aiden, you are ensnared in a net. That <laughs> the pulley is hidden from behind the post uh-huh. and pulls you guys up about five feet off the ground. All right, and you are both trapped in that. Okay.
2: And yeah, right as I'm going up, I'm going, son of a bitch! I knew I should have just dropped you off.
0: <laughs> Come and on, then, John. Let us down. You see, as you're twirling
1: around, because you're both, you know, it's whirling around and everything. Um, about a hundred yard, about a hundred yards away, you see something push out of the ground, and you see this guy in tactical armor, rifle, guns on his hip, start walking towards you, and that rifle is pointed right at you guys. And you, you, you hear over the speakers. I sure as hell hope you guys weren't lying about those guns, because if you did, you just sealed your fate. And you'll be dog food.
2: Oh, no. No lie. No lie's told here. Now, come on. Now, cut me down.
1: I walk towards others. So, I walk over. I walk up to your guns and empty the chambers. There's clips. I will put them in my pockets. So, now that I have your attention, in God's tarnation, made you think that you could come out here and bother me with this nonsense.
0: All right. We are going to move into the next chapter at this time. So everybody gets a plot point. And don't forget, you can spend a plot point at any point, uh, to switch your arc Create a conflict so you can make a move um, or take narrative control if you so desire.
1: I'm waiting for an answer, gentlemen.
0: Look, John, I know there's no love lost between you and my dad and I get it. He went a completely different route. He went a completely different path than the path that you were on.
1: Hey, there ain't no love lost. He chose his path. He went where he thought he could do the most good. He was wrong.
0: And what are you doing, John?
1: I've got my own paths.
0: And, and what your is,
3: paths
2: involve tying people up in, in, in nets here and not letting us down? Come on, now!
1: When it's necessary, yes, it does.
2: And what feels
1: necessary about this? I've got two interlopers on my property. That one of them claims to be my nephew that I didn't know I had. And I have no idea who the hell you are, sir.
2: Well, I will make this easy for you. You can have one interloper on your property. Just let me down, and I will get the hell out of here.
1: But then you're going to leave the other interloper behind.
2: You two sound like you have stuff to work out.
1: You're the one that brought him out here. You're involved.
2: Son of a bitch.
0: Look, he has nothing to do with this. He just brought me out here because I asked around. He was somebody that I found that knew who you were and knew how to get me out here. Hmm. And?
1: So what do you want? Why are you bothering your uncle that you've never
0: met before? Because John, like it or not, you knew as much as my dad did about the CDC about the military and even though dad went the route of the military and support of the CDC, you were on the other side of that coin. You questioned things, you believed in conspiracies that dad didn't believe in. And those conspiracies that you believed in have now come to pass. So you were right, John. And dad was a smart dude, but you are wily and you're sharp and regardless of how people view you outside of these walls, you're just as smart as he is, if not smarter.
1: Flattery ain't gonna get you anywhere, boy.
2: You're dead. Forrest's become saying, it's not flattery. I knew your father. He was a good man, but you look at what you've built out here. You clearly know what you're doing. Now your nephew wants help, and he's your family. Just let him down and let him talk to you.
0: You want help doing what? I need to get in. To the CDC. Ain't nobody gonna get in that place. Well, I've been trying
1: to figure out for years how to get into that
0: place. That's what I said. And you haven't been able to do it yet, have you? No.
2: They got that place locked down. Ain't no way we're gonna get in there. Exactly what I said.
0: No, ain't no way you're gonna get in there by yourself.
2: Ain't no way we gonna get in
0: there. You and I together could get it done I don't know you from Adam boy
1: yeah you might be my brother's child and if you are you probably got some lick of sense to you but damn I don't know you I don't know your background I don't know what you're capable
0: of everything dad was capable of everything you taught him he taught me
2: now if that's the truth to tell you mr marshall but the boy's capable of hell of a lot
1: boys capable of conning some man to drive him 10 miles out the desert and get trapped in a net five feet off the ground that's all i've seen him be capable of so far
2: well i don't suppose that would have happened to us with your help
1: You ain't going away, are you, boy?
0: No.
2: And even if I was to take my go-kart and drive back to town, you'd stay out here, wouldn't you?
0: Yep.
2: Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay.
1: Off the gun. I'd get ready if I were you. Pull the trigger. Shoot the rope, holding the net. Yes, fall <laughs> to the ground. Okay,
3: <laughs> get rid right of my <coughs> Oh, God, I got right on my chest.
0: <laughs> Any broken bones? I, so. I seem to be on one piece.
1: Good. <coughs> I turn around. I start walking. Drawbridge starts dropping. I shit and get in here quick.
0: Yeah. All right, so we grab our stuff, head on on inside.
2: Yeah, I just grabbed the pistol. We'll leave the go kart out out front. Get the
1: go kart in here.
2: Oh, all right, all right. Hop in, fire it up, drive it slowly on in. All right,
1: inside, you'll see there's a large courtyard, um, you know, a main building that's obviously a house. a you know a garage, some sort of workshop, a green garden, um, and then also about five cages that have dogs in them. Hmm. Are they rabid? They're um, they're rabid, yes, but they're not trying to get out. What are the dogs for? Before this all happened, I like dogs. Now, yeah, I keep them around. See what they do. Do little testing every now and then, even though I'm not really a scientist, so I don't know what the hell I'm doing. See if I can train them. See if I can gain their trust. How's that going for you?
0: Not well. Hmm. <laughs> that was perfectly timed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> They
1: stay calm, for the most part. I feed them, they like that. I can't let them out of the cage. they don't like that so I've tried it a couple of times been able to get them back in had to kill a couple of them so I've caught a couple more then anymore I just sedate them when I need to get around and that seems to work
0: dad talked a lot about your love for animals especially dogs yeah What else did you say about me? These were yours, weren't they? What? They knew their parents were. That's why you keep them around, right? Yep. They're German shepherds. He said you had a certain way with them. That as much as you pushed against humankind you embraced the dogs you embraced the canines they were your friends they were your family yeah he would be right about that wouldn't you like wouldn't you like to have that again
1: Whoever did this started something, I don't think they can stop. Only way to do it possibly might be to kill every single dog out there. And then it's probably going to move on to
0: something else. What do you know about the CDC locally? As soon as it started happening, they
1: put up walls, they put up fences, they got lights, they got military there 24-7. You've got to, to let nobody in and out of that place that they don't want in and out of that place. You might have been locked up back here for
2: quite some time, but you're not wrong about that. Everybody oh. in the town knows to stay away from there.
1: I uh, Go out and check it out every once in a while. See what's changed.
2: It really is just you out here. There's no one else out here, huh?
3: Nope.
1: Just me. That's all I need.
2: looking
3: around. Son of a bitch.
0: John was prepping for this way before it happened.
1: Not very many, but there are people that saw
0: things like this coming. There's somebody inside. I know there is, It has the answer to this. Sure there is. What
1: does it matter? You think they're gonna be able to flip a magic switch and all this is gonna go away? We're tits deep into this, boy. Nothing's gonna change it.
0: What if we could? how we think we should go about that we go in we find the guy who is probably there against his will and we give him the opportunity to fix this you
1: think he has just something ready that he can just change everything?
0: Well, maybe not just ready, but in the right circumstances, in the right place, maybe with the right resources, he might be able to make it happen. But I think like you, I think that the military for some reason did this intentionally.
2: You were most likely not wrong about that. Some of the things we saw from the folks in charge were questionable at best. Listen, Uh, I I came out here initially to to speak against this cockamamie idea you got. But the more you talk about your dad, the more you talk about how confident you are that there's some sort of answer in that building. Look, let's just say neither your daddy nor me did all the right things when we served. Uh, Some things I I regret to this day. But I I had your daddy's back and he had mine. And I, I, I am starting to think that we owe it not just to him or ourselves, but to all the people who are tired of living like this. If there is an answer in that building, We should try to find it.
1: Dr. Niles Chambers. What? Follow me. I'll follow. We go inside the house, and we go into a... The house has got papers and files, and just crap all over the place. There's pure equipment... Uh, You see a wall of televisions that have cameras on them showing the outside of the house and the estate and everything, the dogs and, you know, and then we go to go back into a room and there is a huge wall that's just got the old pictures, names, places, lines, and in the center you see. Dr. Niles Chambers.
0: So this is the guy?
1: Yep. He's the one that probably started it all. They brought him in about six months before all this started to the facility out there some sort of mission he was doing to create some sort of super weapon that's what they were saying but I was hearing at least through my network and I don't think they did it intentionally because they wanted to use it I think they were just trying to create dogs they could control or something like that hell I don't Maybe they wanted, you know, to create dogs that could speak, dogs that they could send them, and you know, attack things remotely without sending humans in. I, I, don't know what the reasoning behind it was, but they did it, and it got out of control. Something happened. Maybe somebody carried, you know, maybe whatever they did is communicable. Maybe humans spread it to the dogs. I don't know. But that guy right there, he's the one who did it. And he has not left that base since this shit started.
0: So there's your man. So, how do we get in?
1: I ain't even able to figure out a way to get in.
0: But you know weak spots. Weak spots gonna
1: get you caught just a little bit later. What if we could
2: expose a weak spot and ensure that they're too busy to catch us? Track with me here a second. I've got my friend Bill down at the high school, whole number of people out there that work with each other to try to survive this mess. What if we were to, I don't know, say, start a little protest, a little riot, a little Donnie program? If we start it close enough to the building that the soldiers come, keep everybody at bay, and perhaps we sneak in unnoticed.
1: So you want to endanger other people?
2: I thought about that, yes. Now, I, I, we would have to talk to them and see what the safest way to go about this would be. But I do believe there's strength in numbers. We may not be able to do something just the three of us. But if we have a whole slew of people doing different jobs, we just might get through. It'll you know, take some talking, some politicking. But we might be able to find the right souls brave enough to try something like that.
0: So what are you thinking, the the folks at the uh, high school?
2: Well, yeah, they're the ones that, uh, you know, they're the ones that set up our perimeters and you know, that's where the snipers on top of most of the buildings are based out of. I figure if we can just get a, a handful of them enough to raise enough of a ruckus, well, should be able to do it without too much bloodshed. Maybe some fighting, but.
0: They got some quality sharpshooters, John. We had a whole pack surrounding the place when we went in earlier. And they uh, took took 'em out with no no problems. We had a clear path in there. All right, all right, Hold on. Show
1: you something. Follow me. All right. Go back go back into the room with all the TVs. Mm-hmm. Sit down. You need some water or something.
0: There's... Water would be nice.
1: Interesting. Alright. Just watch the cameras. Go over. Flick a couple switches on the audio. The right of the valve price drops. Can't hear anything. Just watch. Don't take maybe five, ten
0: minutes. Sounds to me like you might be uh, taking control of the narrative here. So, hey, I, I, no, I can do that. Yeah, yeah. I, I can uh,
1: do. I need to do a plot point for that.
0: Yeah, gotcha. All
1: right, do a plot point. Just sit down and watch. It's gonna take about five, ten minutes. As yes, you see that, you start seeing dogs start coming up all over the place coming around and they're just going crazy trying to get into this place a couple of them jump into the the mode even kill him yeah so they just go crazy that you see what's happening boys yeah why Walk, walk over flick a switch and they start to lose focus. The dogs do. Don't necessarily go away right away, they just lose focus. I turn Rise of the Vaporise back on. So it'll take about an hour and they'll lose interest. Then they'll be gone.
0: Was it the music that did that? No music you can hear.
1: Mm-hmm. Just on a high frequency, human ears can hear. Yeah. Call. They can hear it. They can hear it for miles. They'll come running. You want some sort of distraction at the CDC? We get some speakers set up. I got put it on your little go-kart out there. I got a van I can put it on top of. We just drive around and we pull those dogs in the CDC. That'll be our distraction. We don't have to use humans.
2: Well, I suppose uh, the fewer lives we endanger, the better. So, it says I'm opposed to that plan.
1: Now we just got to find a way in. That's
0: Back when we take—that's when Back. we take advantage of that weak spot. It's just that i ain't never been able to find a weak spot. Then I guess we got to keep our eyes peeled.
1: You ever been out there, Ford?
2: Not exactly. I mean, I've been around just to get the lay of the land. I don't know. Once they're busy dealing with
1: the dogs.
2: You've got the tactical gear you're wearing. Do you have more of that? I mean,
1: if so... (laughs) These sure are funny.
2: If so, there's a chance we may not need a weak spot at all. Maybe we just walk in? You look look like the enemy. You know... Everything's going on, going crazy with the dogs. Nobody knows what's happening. Everybody's focused. All they see is people in similar tactical media. Maybe we just
1: waltz in. Oh, i got plenty of gear. I'm sure I can find some that'll fit you boys. I just don't think so. Yeah, you know, it's not like... And there's a bunch of rabid dogs running around and just gonna open up the gate and welcome people
0: in. You said you got a van. Yeah. Can we rig it to just drive through the fence?
2: See, why not? Unless there's some reason you're
1: opposed, Mr. Marshall. No, no, am not. I'm not in love with that van whatsoever. I guess. Um, yeah, I'm sure we can rig something up. Keep those speakers and draw those dogs inside for them. Just have to be careful of ourselves.
2: That is one thing that concerns me now. I mean, uh, we are going to be putting ourselves right smack in the middle of the thing however we decide to go about this. I would we don't we don't know for sure that the answers are gonna be in this building. This chamber seems like a great lead, but I hate to see something happen to one of
1: us. He's there. He's either there or he's dead. Well listen, I
2: you've got the tactical smarts, the advantages, knowledge that we need. I'll take form from you we run into anything shady. I'll take the brunt of it. Y'all too high-tailed out of here. But I'm thinking that walking right in is maybe going to be our best bet if we don't have time to scope out another weak point or get other people involved. I, I mean, it, it may just be our best hope.
1: Okay, that you do you.
0: Thank you, John. Dad was right. There is a heart beating under that facade of stone. But there ain't no
1: heart here. That's been gone a long time ago, boy. Anything you're seeing as a heart is being just one. This shit show end.
0: Good enough. Let's suit up. There's no time yeah. left to prison. All right. So this will move us on to chapter three: the test where we explore the situation, situation, run into conflict, make friends and enemies until a character goes into the cave. So we get another plot point. All right. So we'll fast forward to, uh, getting back into Albuquerque. We've got the van, uh, set up and, uh, When we arrive, we see the CDC building, uh, that has been fortified like a prison. Um, there are two gates, um, well, two fences, uh, chain link about, uh, 12 feet tall with barbed wire uh, running around the top and also, uh, around the bottom. Uh, to basically prevent you know animals from trying to dig under the fence Um, there are two gates uh, that come out the driveway uh, and then there's a back entrance uh, as well that has two gates uh, entering in through the back the CDC building is a three-story building Uh, that basically takes up uh, about half of a block uh, in downtown Albuquerque. So how are we gonna rig this van? drive through
1: brick on the gas pedal tie off the steering wheel so drive straight
0: now you're not either rising or falling at this point correct I am no I am still flat okay
3: um I think
0: you would probably be looking at either lashing out or making a moral stand, um, or possibly satiate. If you want to stay, yeah, I mean, you're not going to stay <laughs> flat. You're going to go one way or the other.
1: Yeah. But... Um, I would say probably lash out. Okay. That gives me my instinct, please.
0: Uh it would get you instinct points either way. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: but yeah, that's what I would say. Um, that's a six plus my two instinct
0: gets me an eight. Okay. All right. So you rig up the van and it careens into, are we going front side or back side?
1: Um, I would say front side and we if we're kind of before we do this we may want to take a step back and say you know since this is in the city we may want to stop by and tell your friends we not to be bringing a lot of dogs in the area and they probably need to stay inside tonight
0: yeah we'll we'll make that, that call uh, probably yep. from your place we'll just I'm sure you've got a ham radio oh yeah I, I was listening to you talking so. <laughs> talk. Um, so then yeah. are, are we going to try to go in the back while they're focused on the front gates? Uh, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Does your little, uh,
1: no part hold three.
2: Oh yeah. I mean, two could stand on the back and it will be comfortable, but you know, gotcha. might slow us down just a hair, but yeah, two two could stand on the back
1: of there just fine.
0: going to grab some bolt cutters.
1: Cutters and lots of ammo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
0: okay. So, with your roll, the uh, van, uh, you've got it aimed at the front gate. you got the, uh, the sound going so that only yep. the dogs can hear. We start seeing them gather. Yep. Uh, and we've got the go-kart set up pretty much right next to the van. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you hit the pedal to the metal drive the van through and as that's going we hop on board or you hop on board uh, Mm -hmm. the go-kart and we head around towards the back Um, the van crashes through the gates uh, and keeps going until it hits the front uh, of the CDC there's a guard shack out there that is uh, got a couple of guards in it that are shooting at the van as it is careening through. Uh, but since there's no driver, uh, it continues on its path, um, and runs into the front of the building and you can hear the tires screeching, uh, once it comes to a halt there, uh, and gunfire continues as we head around to the back of the building. Um, I grab the bolt cutters, uh, and start uh, chipping away at the fence on the back side uh, and the uh, razor wire that's at the bottom so that we get a clear path in there uh, and um, cut an opening so that we can just squeeze through without getting hurt uh, and get us inside the back. Um, the Building itself has got several entrances uh, along the backside, uh, each of which are obviously locked. Uh, So now we've got the issue of trying to get into the building itself.
1: Being the survivalist I am, I'm sure I would have anticipated something like this and possibly would have a C4 on me. To Blow
0: locks (laughs) okay. Um, so this is um, you want to create a conflict? Sure, why not? All right, so that gives you the ability to uh narrate the outcome.
1: Okay, I just look at you guys and go. You may want to step back a little bit, reach down into one of the pockets on my pants, pull out this tube, take a little bit out, slap it on there, take out of the other pocket this slight little contraption, stick two wires in it, make sure it's plugged against the wall. I turn around, and say, "I thought I told you to stand back." And I just start walking away. Have a little button in my hand. Go, yeah, about twenty feet away. So you may want to turn around for this. Turn around, press the button,
0: and make the ro- make the roll.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and this will be um, since you're falling. That's a lash out. So instinct.
1: That is a seven plus my two, so that is a nine. Alright. And so I uh it you hear this explosion. A little crackle. And yeah. You know, just a little bit of debris. Not a lot, but enough. He hits the back of your legs and things like that turn around. And there's a hole where the door lock used to be about that big. Okay, let's go. Mm-hmm. Walk up to the door, kick it open. Edward.
0: Um, you get another minus one on your arc. And you get a plot point. <laughs> Alright, so that obviously created a lot of noise um, I think we're going to move on into the next chapter, which will be the ordeal because um, I think we have now entered the cave at this point <laughs> <laughs> This is the greatest challenge in the story and will rise to glory or fall to tragedy until a character will take the road back. Um, once we get inside, um, we can hear down the hallway, footsteps quickly coming in our direction. There is just a single hallway here, uh, with. A couple of doors on either side that look like they go to just individual offices.
1: Going to take one of the doors, see if it'll open.
0: Yep. It's unlocked. Open it, stand behind it. Okay. Um, I'm going to go into the office directly across the hall from yours. Are you keeping the door open? Okay, same.
2: Okay, and I will, uh, let's see, this is, we're in like a hallway, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm headed like a little bit backwards from where those two offices are, just where I can, you know, like right behind the wall, mm-hmm. and I can peek around the corner down the hall of which the footsteps are approaching, so mm-hmm. I can cover like the middle between the doors that you guys have open.
0: Okay. So I'm sorry. Say again. Are you outside still? Uh,
2: outside in this hallway, not in an office. You mean We're you say out. outside?
0: Well, I mean, are you outside outside the building or in the hallway itself? Oh no
2: no, 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 I'm in the I'm in the hall itself. Just like, is there like a corner that corners into the hallway, or how does this? Uh...
0: Um, it's been mean, you spend a plot point, you, in, and you and you can create some sort of barrier for yourself
2: okay let's do that that'll work okay, okay. all right all right um, yeah so okay so that's what will, that's what we'll do we'll, we'll i will reach for some sort of debris so these are like offices mm-hmm. okay so there's a some sort of desk nearby i'm assuming
0: okay
2: so that's getting tipped over and i'm ducked duck down behind it in the openness of that hallway there so I could see your two doors that you got, you know, that you guys mm-hmm. are behind. And then mm-hmm. I'm ducked out behind this desk.
0: Okay. And the hallway is about 10 feet wide. Uh, so fairly wide. Uh, down at the end of the hall, you see uh, two soldiers uh, that one goes immediately across to the opposite side of the hall. Another one comes around the corner and is pointing uh, a rifle down the hall. Uh, the other guy does the same on the opposite end so you uh, got two guys peering down and uh looking directly down the hallway. The smoke is just now clearing in the area uh where the c four went off,
2: so this might be. I don't know, so this would be like a protect self, but kind of fire, like a, like cover fire, essentially. Just like, I'm not, you know, look, I'm not standing up behind the desk and actually taking aim. I'm just lifting the gun up, pop, you know, just popping a couple rounds off to try mm-hmm. to distract them and get attention.
0: Okay, sure. Uh, so uh, this is, uh, you can go survival here. Survival, on okay. All right, mm-hmm. good deal.
2: Ooh. Oh boy, six. six. Okay,
3: all
0: right. <laughs> okay, so the conflict is not resolved and is still in play. All right. Uh, the character player receives a minus one arc. Okay.
2: So that takes me back to zero on flat then.
0: Uh, you can never go back to flat. You actually go to minus one now.
2: Oh, it just goes straight down to minus one. Okay, yep. so now am I, I am now falling then? and Yes, going to you are now, now. falling. Just, okay, yep. mm-hmm. got it. Okay, got it.
0: All right. Cool. Okay. Um, we'll control. Okay, so you take a couple of shots uh, in that general direction there, mm-hmm. uh, which draws their attention specifically to whatever or whoever is behind that desk. And they light that desk up. Now, fortunately it is taking the brunt of the, uh, of the damage. So you're not hit by that, but they for sure know you are there and they are just lighting that thing up at this point. So John, now you and I, uh, have a new conflict on the board. Uh, which is now not Survival, but it is probably Rescue Ford.
1: Sure, fine.
0: Um, and I'm going to roll Satiate on that, which is uh, just taking care of a need. I feel like I need to do that. It's not protect self because I'm not really protecting myself, I'm trying to protect him. Right. Uh, so that is an instinct which I'm rising, so that gives me a plus one. Right. that gives me a ten. would Would you like to roll as well, or no? Um, I'm going mean, to hold I mean, te- off. And I'm te- gonna... Technically, I guess, since I did that first, I'm solving yeah, I'm
1: gonna, that. I'm going to wait. I would have waited to see what was happening. I've got something in my head that I would wait before I have
0: Okay. Um. So you look across the hall uh, mm-hmm. as this is happening you you hear the gunfire, you see the table getting lit up uh, and you peer across the hall you meet eyes with Sean mm-hmm. uh, and Sean pops around the corner uh, with um, a forty five and just and then comes right back behind and you hear. Bump, bump. Down the hallway, and the shooting stops.
1: Okay, well, walk back out in the hallway. Look down where the soldiers are, and they are dead on the floor. Hmm. I turned, looked forward. I said maybe we should hold back on shooting just a little bit. We're going to need somebody to take us to Dr. Chambers. So... Yeah, not going to Probably need a hostage.
2: Not going to lie. Uh, got a little panic there. Got a little panic.
1: Yeah, saw uh, that. Looking
2: around, checking myself for bullet holes. Like, oh, God. <laughs> okay. You okay uh, though? Yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you. I'm uh. All right, all right. Let's move. We got to move. I'm gonna start looking around. Like...
1: Nice shot, Matthew.
0: <laughs> learned it from my dad, who learned it from you. Let's keep moving. All right, so we're gonna head down the hallway. Um, there's A lot more gunfire now coming from the front of the building, uh, but this cross hallway, uh, appears to be empty at this time. Um, again, in this cross hallway, there are numerous doors that line up and down further towards the front. You can see that there's like a large lobby, uh, and inside that lobby, uh, there are some elevators.
1: There a uh listing of office numbers and occupants. We're going up
0: to the lobby. Yeah. Yeah. Uh there is, yeah. Uh and you do see uh Dr. Niles Chambers listed on there and he's on the third floor.
1: Or do you think they take they send people in case of emergency in this building?
0: i Think would imagine did? to the basement don't you might have so so too
1: uh-huh. i say we check out the
0: basement first sounds good elevator or stairs
1: i suggest the stairs
0: elevators can be turned off all right lead on uncle john do the little tactical
1: stare. <laughs> Every move I make is tactical.
0: <laughs> and uh, head down the stairs. Okay. So I'm going to put, find, uh, Niles chambers on the board as a, uh, as a conflict here.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Gotcha. Um, so we head down the stairs. Uh, get down to the basement level, uh, stop at the door and, uh, behind the door, you can hear, uh, some chatter going on. It sounds like somebody talking over a walkie, trying to get a sit rep on what's going on outside. You hear a little bit of a response crackle in over the radio, uh, saying that some idiot just drove through the front gates, uh, and has let a full pack of 20 or more, uh, canines onto the base. We're trying to deal with the situation right now, but we need people on the roof.
2: And I'm sorry, but where did this
0: come from? We're we hearing this on the radio? Or? Yeah, on the radio from uh, behind the door. Uh, just okay. at the base of the stairs, yeah.
2: Yeah, okay. Um, if Okay, if we can hear that, and we know everybody's headed up to the roof, we don't know who's back there. Um, Ford kind of, Ford will kind of, like, walk up to the door and, like, really put his ear to it and and, like, point them to other directions to see if there's, like, maybe another way into that particular room, or to see if I can hear, you know, more than just the voice that's on the radio... Um and then like as I'm doing that, you know, like peek like even get down and like try to peek like is there underneath the door can I see anything? A second set of feet, anything hmm. to let me know if there's only one person in there is that I can hear or, or if there's, you know, a room full of people.
0: Looking underneath the door, you can tell that it's a fairly large area. Um you do see uh probably three sets of feet within your vision. But you can't catch the whole room. Sure, thing. Uh for sure. All
2: right. Now I'm whispering to them like we've got multiples in here.
0: Now you pointed off to uh two areas to see, if, you know, maybe if we might be able to find uh something there. Would you like to create something for us to find a different way in?
2: I'm so glad you asked. Um <laughs> I'm gonna I, I okay. I the plot points you can introduce like an NPC, right?
0: NPC, uh, okay. you you basically just take control of the narrative and you say what it is that we see, uh, what it is that all we right. find, anything like that. You just can't control what the other characters do. What you do
2: about mm-hmm. that. Okay. Yes. So, alright, so when Sean peeks around, you know, his corner, what you see down there is is yet another long hallway, right, and it's like, I mean, almost intentionally, similar to the one we were in up there, it's almost like this place is some kind of maze. And down toward the end, there's like a big set of double doors, and right when you peek around those double doors, first open, and you see uh, what looks to be a, a woman, if you had to guess, probably close to your age, uh, Sean, to Sean's age, where she is wearing a hospital gown, mm-hmm. she is sweating profusely and barefoot, and she is a running... <laughs> <laughs> and headed your direction.
0: Okay. Um. So, I'm going to bring the gun up to her. Hold it! Hold it right there! Shh! Be quiet!
2: And, yeah, she sees that and it like, immediately hits the ground and, like, covers her head. she's like, ah! ah and
3: Shh! Breathing.
0: And I, I reach down and I put my hand over her mouth. And I pull her up and bring her up to me and put my hand over there. And... Snap twice to try to get John's attention. You got John's attention. All right. <laughs> so so I've got this chick in front of me that's in a hospital gown and barefoot. And I'm like, what do I do?
2: <laughs> and while you're holding her, she, she's like,
3: going, please, 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 please. I've got go, my please. hand over her mouth. Or, oh, then I case, mouth. she's yeah.
0: going. <laughs> 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 just walk up to her.
1: We're not gonna hurt you.
2: She's breathing really.
1: deep. <laughs> gonna grab Sean's hand. Don't scream.
2: Hey. Please, please, you gotta get me out of
1: here. We'll get you out of here. Where's Dr. Chambers?
2: I don't know who that is, but the man, the man, there's a man, he's he's been working with me. There's others, there's others. I woke up and, and they're all down there. They're
3: they're yeah, you gotta
1: go. Do that. What what are you doing here?
3: I don't know. I,
2: I woke up here and they, were, they, they poked me with needles and, and I was asleep and then, and then I was awake and they said there were experiments and then I was part of them. I have no
3: idea. Shh.
1: Calm down. You're going to be okay. We'll get you out of here. You said there was a man.
2: He's still, he's still back there. He he was talking to somebody on the radio, and I woke up and I saw the door open, and I just ran. I don't, I don't yeah. know where he is.
1: Okay. Joy, is there a, is there an office next to? Is there an office door or something next to us?
2: In this particular hallway, yeah similar to the one upstairs. Okay. Everything yeah. looks like a maze. So yeah. there's oh, little yes. offices just like the ones. All upstairs. right.
1: Step into one of the offices and hide. You'll know when everything's okay. Okay, where he said the man's down there. I point down the hallway. What room? What room? I,
2: I, I don't know. It's it's a it's a big room like a like a surgery room. Was, I ran uh, uh, from the left, I think.
1: Okay. All right. Thank you. Go hide. We'll take care. We'll protect you. Later, you'll be fine in the office. We'll be back. All,
0: All right. Night. So what do we do, John?
1: Going down the hall to the left. Looking for a big room, surgery room.
0: Guns drawn and whatnot. All right. So we head down that way. We kind of pass the area where the radio chatter was going on in that larger room, that central room there. Uh, that door is open. Kind of peek around quickly around the corner. Uh, and we do see uh, four soldiers uh, inside that room Uh, most of them are all on uh, radios and shouting orders and trying to again just get an idea about what's going on upstairs Um, and they're distracted enough right now where we should be able to get past that area Uh, so we move on down the hallway And we do see uh, a set of double doors uh, down there that have a little window in each one of them. Um, And if we look inside that window, we do see what she says uh, was a kind of a little surgical uh, arena, basically. Um, Green tile uh, and uh, three different tables uh, on the inside. Two of which have what appear to be bodies, whether they're alive or dead, we don't know. Uh, and one that is empty. Uh, there is, uh, one man, uh, standing, uh, at a a computer inside there typing furiously and he's got his back to, uh, the door. try to open the door hmm it's a swinging door so it opens okay. pretty gotcha. silently. open it dr. chambers what is it
1: uh what you doing Who are you? That's not important. Why'd you start this? What? This. Everything. Why'd you start this?
0: You're not with the military. Oh no, we are not
1: with the military.
0: Then who are you?
1: I said that's not important. Somebody that wants this to end, I think you're the person that can end it. Are you. What are you doing here? One of two things. Either breaking you out of here so that you can try to end this if you're here against your will, or if you're here working with the military, then we'll have to figure out another option. So are you here against your will? Or are you here voluntarily?
0: I was here voluntarily to begin with, but now not so much.
1: we met a lovely lady a few minutes ago, says,
0: you've been running tests on people. What kind of tests? The military brass seems to think that somewhere within the human DNA, there's a cure to all of this. Mm. They've found people that have been attacked, people that have been bitten, that have been able to fend off the contagion. But I don't think that the answer lies in humanity.
1: Where do you think it lies then?
0: Within the canines themselves. What do you mean? I've seen evidence of some canines, mostly dogs, that seem to be immune to the effect. They're few and far between. There are certain species that can fight it off.
1: How close are you to figuring all that out?
0: Not as close as I'd like to be because they're not getting me the resources that I need. resources you need the right animals but finding them and finding them alive is the biggest issue and they're not willing to go out to get them hmm
1: well this might be your lucky day then
0: You want to get the hell out of here? I'd like nothing more. Well, then
1: my name's John Marshall. Nice to meet you, Dr. Chambers. Let's get you the hell out of here. Borg reaches down and grabs the uh, extra pistol on his
2: ankle and kind of reaches out to the doc. and says, you know how to use one of these? Not at all. What? You're gonna want to point it, and you're gonna want to pull that. Let's go. Just
1: take it, sir. So. <laughs> it's better that you keep this for.
2: Well, <laughs> uh, whatever. We gotta get moving now. Let's get the doctor out with us. Go back and collect that poor girl. See if we can get out of here unnoticed.
0: Um, sure. Alright, so... Who's taking point? I'll take point. Alright, I think this is going to be... A Satiate. So... Instinct roll for you. Okay. So that means, and this is escape unnoticed.
1: Gotcha. <laughs> uh, so that means my instinct points won't count
0: since I'm in the falling arc, right? Um, it's they'll cancel each other out. If it can- if it cancels each other out, then right, yeah. then it's it's just a straight roll. Yep. Hey, former gentleman. Karma? <laughs> oh,
1: I got, I rolled a ten.
0: Oh. Hey. I, got a, I got a six and a four. All right, so you get to narrate what happens. How we get out of there. Right. So
1: we will go back the way we can. When we get to the room that had those four gentlemen in it, um, we will uh, we sneak past. I will look in. They are all zoomed in on their consoles, consoles trying to figure out what's going on, trying to keep track of this mess. So just go, and we go one at a time past. Uh, we'll get to the room that we told the lady to go in. And I'll sit to, to Sean. Go get her. Sean will go in. get Sean go in and get her. Pull her out. She'll freak out a little bit. Chambers. Though. Mm-hmm. I just going to be okay. We're good. Um, rather than go up the stairs that we came in, I'll look. I'll ask Doctor Chambers. Is there a back set of stairs that leads towards the back door?
0: Yeah, uh, down the
1: hallway we just came from. Gotcha. Okay, so we'll head that way, and we'll go to towards the back stairs. And when we come up in that hallway, is it,
0: does it come up to the next to the door that we kind of blew open? Uh, it comes up down the the cross hallway on okay. the right hand side. Gotcha. All righty. Um, we will continue to just flip around.
1: Basically, there's really no one around because they are all focused on the front lobby, uh, trying to get the dogs and everything there. Um, when we get to the the um two dead slash wounded soldiers that mm-hmm. Ford or that Sean killed. Yeah. i am um, gonna pack them down to see if anybody has keys on them. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, and, and yep, I'll find a set of keys. And then we will head back out. We obviously five of us are not going to fit on this little go-kart. Nope. So Ford, you're gonna take the doctor and the patient and i'll say go back but don't go in just go back right you know what i mean period okay um and so i'll send them on the way send them on the go-kart make sure that they get out okay for sean and i will look for a is there a, we'll look for a vehicle somewhere around, walk around, trying to find the vehicle that these keys match. Uh, sure. Yeah. Eventually I'll hear a chirp mm-hmm. and we'll jump in that car, start her up and we will head out. Okay. Um, as we're heading out, I'm going to pull out a little, uh, metal, a little thing and uh, go and do a little electronic search to see if there's any tracking device on this vehicle. I'm sure there's some sort of GPS on it. Mm -hmm. So once we get out to a little bit safe out in the desert, we'll stop, go there, got a little flashlight, GPS device underneath the dashboard, pull it out, dismantle it, disable it, throw it on the side of the road,
0: what i'm doing okay all right so that moves us on to chapter five the final chapter characters return to their original state and determine their tragic end or heroic fate so now you've got plot points and uh you get another plot point for moving on into this uh and you can use those plot points to Basically describe what you feel like happens for your character and perhaps for the end of the story as well Hmm. So let's start with um, Ford So
2: Let's see. Okay. All right. Got it. I'm I'm falling right now, so I can use a plot point spend it to do a rising one and change it, right? And end up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do that, uh, and I'm gonna go on uh, like the the, the friends on on the rising action here, and uh, I'm going to while you know waiting for. Uh, the marshals to get back talking with the doctor and attempting to find out as much as I can, essentially, about you know, kind of how this started, what he what he means about, you know, the type of animals he needs to maybe fix it um, and then see, see what I can do on that front uh, having, you know in, not out loud or anything, but like internally already decided that I can't believe this is that we've pulled this off and this has worked, and if we can solve this crisis, whatever this man needs, I'm going to be the one to go get it. I just got to, just got to talk to him, befriend him, figure out exactly what he needs and how I can, how I can make this happen. This is my last great act for all the bullshit that I did in the army and everything else. I, you know, so I, you know, waiting for them to return. I kind of initiate that conversation with him, try to get him to realize, hey, we're here to help, and. Try to solve this crisis before we get found out because I'm sure they're looking for him by now
0: and I'll spend a plot point uh, to continue that conversation with him between you and him and he tells you that essentially what he needs is he needs to get to New York City shit Um, to the national headquarters of the CDC. Um, and he knows some people there that he should be able to work with to help work on a cure, uh, and that the CDC in New York is not under the constant surveillance that the military has on this particular, uh, unit here in Albuquerque. Now there is a military presence there for sure, but he seems to believe that he should be able to, to work with these individuals and potentially work with the military there to actually get what he needs. Um, the folks here have been adamant about keeping this under wraps. So that it didn't get out that it was the military and the CDC that actually started this, uh, and he's hopeful that getting back to home base back in New York, he might be able to actually do some good and be able to convince the higher ups to do what actually needs to happen to be able to combat this, uh, this contagion. Which means he needs somebody or some people to help get him there safely. Because once the military finds out that he's missing, they're probably going to be hot on their heels.
2: All right. I'm going to pitch a, pitch a classic idea here and it's going to take myself and Sean and John to pull this off. But if we can get the right number of vehicles quickly uh, and all head the same, roughly the same direction, uh, we pull the old. They don't know what car he's in, trick. You know, uh, if we all three had different directions. Somebody's got the doctor. Nobody knows who that one's going to New York. Uh, I don't foresee this ending any other way, because the second we get on the road with just one car, or one vehicle of any kind, uh, you know, they're, they're going to find us. We're going to get. There is going to be somebody asking questions before we make that long of a trip. Our best bet, I think is to to make them think somebody else has the doctor and make them follow that person uh i'm open i'm open to any ideas but we've come this far uh, the only the only way to see this through is to get this man to new york
1: i agree but i don't believe splitting up's the best idea Oh, wait, you
2: think we can take them all on, just the three of us? And the doctor, you don't know how to shoot?
1: We can teach the doctor how to shoot. Either that... Well, first things first, we need to put this girl into town. I'm sure there's probably some people looking for her. But anyway, um we get into New York splitting up is the stupidest thing because then when they come free it's you and a doctor that can't shoot if it's so, three of us
0: then there's three of us that can shoot Savannah speaks up she's heard basically the whole story at this point Savannah is the girl that, uh, that you guys rescued she says look What the doctor did to me, I get now that he was not doing it of his own free will. I don't have anybody left. I, I got bit. I survived. My family were set upon by a pack and none of them survived. I hear that. I do know how to use that gun. So there's not just three of you, there's four. Count me along for the ride. I'll do what I can to help.
1: See, now we got ourselves a regular little militia here, Ford. And I'd much rather be traveling. No, I can't say that. I'd rather be traveling alone, but. Common sense says we should stick together.
0: Well, hey Ford, you, do you know what? It, listen real close. Be real quiet. Do you hear that?
2: Can't say it's a do. I don't hear anything.
0: Uh, if you listen real close, I can hear it. Listen, it's it goes, thump thump,
1: thump thump, thump thump. <laughs> Yeah, I suppose I've heard that. Oh talk. go fuck yourself,
0: Sean. <laughs> I think we found the tin man's heart.
2: Just might have. Just might have.
0: All and then, right. Ford, I think you found your courage.
2: Yeah. I think the no. solution. I I I just know whatever whatever course of action we take, we better take it now. They cannot be too far behind us.
1: I would agree.
0: Let's get this man to New York.
1: Let's get there. I gotta do a couple things first,
4: though.
1: <laughs> um, Ford Get your friend on that ham radio over here. Bill?
2: What you want with him? I got a
1: lot of shit out here that he may want. That we can't take with us.
2: Oh, you're not planning on coming back, huh? Well,
1: probably not for a while. All
2: right, I'll get a hold of it.
1: Tell him the security password's
2: 1234. <laughs> Are you fucking with me? Nope. Unbelievable, man. All the rumors that went around about you. 123 Jesus Christ. Calling Bill up on the radio, getting a hold of him and explaining it all. You can hear Bill on the radio go, Are you fucking kidding me?
0: Uh, Sean, in a quiet moment, corners John before you guys uh, head out on the road. He says, uh, so Uncle John, I think I lied to you when we first met and I want to apologize for that.
1: What'd you lie
0: to me about? Sean is not my real name. It's my middle name.
1: Okay. What's your what's your real name, then, boy?
0: John Marshall. Pleased to meet you.
1: A sack of shit. <laughs> nice to
0: meet you, John. Alright, I think that's a good closer. <laughs> Alright, well thanks for jumping all on board right, tonight, guys. Good we'll
2: night. Cool. Yeah, thanks Call for the game. Night. All it was right. Have a good time. Yep. See you day day. all next time. Okay, Bye. see you.
1: Bye.